the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Pump day. Um, listen, full stop. <laughs> we haven't heard from her in a while. You know, our friend of, of the show, Sandra Kinslow, and by the way, memo to me, we need to get Matthew, her son Matthew, on the show. She knows her. She actually hosts a podcast, and Sandra's son Matthew was actually on her show. So I've been meaning. We need to make that connection. I know, right? Uh, yeah, just so. Just full what? Stop. Yeah, just needed that laugh. Full stop. Glad to have you guys here with me for hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show on Hump Day. We're keeping our eyes peeled to America's favorite pastime. The baseball game's happening tonight. It's nice to have a Distraction away from the wokeness. Still locked at three, bottom of the fourth. That's the Padres and the Dodgers, and we've got some Atlanta Braves fans here at the station, and Atlanta's still up. I don't know what inning they're at there. Oh, bottom of the eighth, Atlanta up three over uh, Phillies that are at zero. I don't know if Financial Thought Dr. Dave Elhoff is a baseball fan or not. He joins me now for his Wednesday night News You Can Use segment. Hello, Financial Thought Doctor. Uh, this time of year, AK, I watch baseball. Otherwise, okay. it's five minutes of action packed into three and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, what game are you watching tonight? You watching the Padres and the Dodgers or Philly Atlanta? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm watching the Padres and the Dodgers, but the Dave Elhoff factor is in effect. Any team I root for loses. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Dave root for Padres. <laughs> Um, I, before we get into uh, some of the breaking economic news, and I got to pick your brain on it, particularly on one topic, I got to share with you, Elhoff. You're going to love this story so much. Okay, so I was heading to come to the station, and I turn a corner onto um, not far from the station here, and I see. You're going to love it, Dave. I see a Tesla. Pulled off while not practically in the middle of a lane, right? Because I don't know about these electric vehicles and if they can actually glide to a stop or like if you're running out of gas in your car, you can usually at least, you know, know you're running out. And you can pull off the side of the road. This Tesla is practically in the middle of the road, completely conked out with a boat on the on a hitch behind it with twin in, inboard outboard motors on it and this thing was dead absolutely dead what kind of bozo tries to pull a huge boat behind it with twin inboard outboard with a tesla <laughs> well you know that's because electricity it's everywhere and it's cheap and it, it doesn't require any real power well <laughs> <laughs> It's magic. It's magic. <laughs> and it doesn't take any energy to make it. Also, remember, AK, those batteries, if that's what the problem was, they're about, uh, 
a few grand to replace. Well, yeah. So, and, and well, I don't know if this thing went went out because the battery died. They hadn't gotten a charge on it. Maybe this person didn't realize that to tow a boat, Elhoff, behind a Tesla, probably going to use a lot, little bit. I, I'm no expert in these EVs, but I would imagine it would it would it would it would suck up a charge the more you're trying to haul some poundage behind you in the form of a boat. The look on this driver's face, and I could not help but just laugh out loud in that person's face because clearly it, it ran out of power. That's why it's on the side of the road or just completely conked out. Either way, this thing was a complete failure. And um, I, I don't remember the last time I saw a dually truck or, you know, a nice big Chevy or Dodge Ram on the side of the road with a boat behind They're it. They're usually pulling pretty nice. Yeah, exactly. So Elhoff is well, all... It's the definition of work. The more work you do, the more energy it takes. I mean, come on, folks. Right, right. So this person probably had enough charge, you know, to barely make it around the corner without the boat behind it. <laughs> and I have to imagine that it, and this was like a really expensive, beautiful boat. And probably on, probably thinking it was going to go down and have a little champagne sunset cruise, right? Uh, you know, this dude was going to impress the ladies by pulling up with his Tesla. I don't know how this Tesla was going to launch this boat off of, off of a boat dock, off a ramp. Cause I, I, when we used to launch boats, We'd get the back of the truck would be back into the water. This Tesla's down to the ground. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole lot of stupidity going on with this dude trying to pull this boat. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Um, I guarantee you he wasn't anybody that uh, was a Navy a Navy fighter pilot. He didn't have that kind of brain. Did the license plate say yelling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the license plate should have said Bozo the Clown. I'll tell you that. All right. So, Elhoff. Exactly. So, yeah. Elhoff, okay, first, yeah, let's start with Yellen, because Janet Yellen, uh, the lovely Janet Yellen, who is the Secretary of our Treasury, she came out today, she was asked some questions, because I, and when I was thinking about topics for Elhoff tonight in the news you can use, a lot of it was so, we didn't have time to get into it, really deep monetary policy stuff that has to do with banking and debt going on with, with, um, the world joining their debt together stuff going on in africa we had countries in africa we have we had last week we had the bank of england that i think that was was collapsing some of the stuff we don't have time to get into um so janet yellen is addressing some of this stuff a, a little bit about countries and then she ends by talking about the united states and how great we're doing skins please play clip eight um we still see the impact of uh, COVID in China and the slowdown in Chinese growth and um, with high inflation and tightening monetary policy in many advanced countries, um, emerging markets from really all of these factors are suffering um, many stresses. So there's a lot to talk about. But from the perspective of the United States, I think the United States is doing very well. <laughs> She thinks the United States is doing very well, financial thought, Dr. Dave Elhoff. Your response? Well, it depends upon who you are and where you are. So if you're Janet Yellen and sitting there looking at numbers, you can make those numbers say whatever you want them to say. But if you're the person out there in the street trying to put food on the table, put gas in your tank, it's a different story for you. 
you can sit there and you can hear these numbers from Janet Yellen, which very well may be, in her purview, to be a very strong economy, when in fact, the people out there doing the work and mm-hmm. making, trying to make ends eat meet, it's a total different scenario. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we're laughing at the at the dope and the Tesla trying to pull 2,000 pounds behind it with the tail of that Tesla dragging the ground. Um, but, you know, that person isn't worried about whether or not they're going to be able to afford the grocery bill. That person's not looking at the skyrocketing prices we're about to see in terms of to heat your home in this country, right? Which And seniors on a fixed income just have to be some of the ones suffering the most in this country, right? So we know that uh, under COVID, the wealth of the elites expanded as they shut down and destroyed small businesses across the country. Meanwhile, the housing market, which is our, uh, typically one of the leading uh, economic indicators I'm starting to see some, uh, everybody is, is starting to see some things that are like um, some cracks in the housing market, right? One of which I sent to you today was a report that I saw that um, there's a, a demand for riskier home loans now. And I thought, oh boy, that's part of what went on in 08 was the idea that everybody had the right to own a home. We wanted to get, you know, George W. Bush and then Obama bragging about how minority home ownership was the highest it had ever been because people were getting into homes with bad home loans for homes they couldn't afford. And now, is that what's going on here with given the fact that mortgage rates are going up, and is that what's going on with these adjustable rate mortgages, these arms? What's going on here? Well, I tell you, Andrea, you know, over the years, there's been times when I'd do anything it would take to get into a home that I wanted. And it really takes a philosophy that, okay, if I get in, I know I'm going to be able to make it work. And that's a lot of people out there today. They want to get into the housing market. The rents are going up all the time. So they'll do whatever they can take, can do to get into a home, even if it's an a, a adjustable rate mortgage. And that's okay as long as they are factoring in that they're hopefully are going to be able to make those payments as they start to seek the current interest rates and all that. And it comes down to this, Andrea, it, the speculators, those people back in 2008-9 were getting into loans, speculating that the prices were going to go up. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're that and you're speculating on it and it doesn't work out, well, that was your choice you made. But if you're going in to buy a home, to make it a home, to live in it as long as possible – without worrying about what the market's going to do over the next five to seven years, then getting into a home may very well be a good idea, even if it's into a risky loan, as long as you know that you got to make those payments. Otherwise, you're going to turn around and give it back to the bank eventually. So it's an attitude type of program. The, it didn't used to be that homes were investments. Right. You held on to your 30-year mortgage, you paid it off, and it was worth about what you paid for it. But now we have some appreciation taking place, which is a good thing. But you got to understand, folks, you can't go in expecting that because you bought it today, it's going up in value double over the next year. 
That's why, yeah, I mean, everybody's watching HGTV and Flipper Flop and, you know, Fixer Upper and all these shows and, you know, and, and, and it's about, you know, how you can fix buy a property and fix it up and, you know, make a ton of money off of it versus what it used to be with America. The American dream was young couple buys a home, raises the family in the home, pays off the home and lives there in their retirement without a mortgage. Right. Yeah. And and now yeah. it's and, and, and there's nothing wrong with. Um, wanting to buy a home, obviously, uh, there's certainly nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, maybe at some point pull some money out of it or to sell it and then and take the proceeds and buy something smaller in your retirement. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But when but when, if you can't afford a home, you can't afford a home. And and, and, yeah, and it affects the rest of us when people are getting into homes they can't afford because it impacts the rest of the economy. And I get concerned when I see, um, and at these adjustable rate mortgages are interesting. These are not the same thing as what we had. I, I'm not sure if they're the same thing as we had, where we had in 2008, 2009, where people had non-qualified loans. They didn't have to prove income. We had people where it was interest-only loans for like five or 10 years. All you paid was the interest. And then what was happening was the, the principal would kick in and they couldn't afford the payments and then they're foreclosing. There was there was yeah. that was a lot of with the adjustable rate. I'm not sure how this works. Can you describe it easily for for me to understand what this is about? Well, adjustable rate allows you to get in at a lower rate, but it ratchets it ratchets it up over a period of years. Okay. Now, interest only for ten years. But what happened back in 2008? What happened is a lot of those loans started in. Uh, 2000 and 2001 and 2002, and then when it All came right. time for those those loans to be refinanced because you're at the end of the term and the yeah. interest rates go up, you'd normally be able to refinance. But what happened was there was no banks lending money on real estate at that time. Right. So they got caught holding the bag, and they it's contractual. So that's that's what happened to a lot of people. There is no place to go to refinance their loan. And that's what happened then. Now, hopefully that's not what's taking place now. But what it is, it's a, they call them teaser rates, you know, for a reason. It teases you to get in at a lower rate. You make this payment for three years, and then it's going to start to adjust and ratchet up. So you got to make sure that a lot of people say, well, I'll just refinance. The interest rates will be lower yep. then. What if they're not? Yeah, we have no idea with it. With this, we're thirty-one trillion dollars in debt. We don't know what's going to happen if the Republican Party is going to take control of both houses of Congress. We don't know. We don't know who's going to end up president in twenty twenty-four. We're also tied to the global economy. Um, With the the energy sector is being destroyed every minute. We've we've got legislation and laws being passed that are insane every day. Yeah, I I just think it's too risky of a move. I shouldn't be maybe giving any financial advice, but you know, you I think you've got to be thinking and if. If you're, it's like you said, um, it's best to buy a home for the long haul and, and making sure that you can afford it because, you know, you're just going to end up back out on the street. You haven't really accomplished anything, right? If you're getting into a home that you can't afford, best to wait. And then what can happen is then if, if, you know, and, and, and home sales are down, I think they're down 30% from what they were a year ago, then that will drive the prices down. Because because there won't there will be more you know um, uh, uh, there will be more units available in the market so it doesn't help it doesn't help anybody for people to be getting into risky loans that they can't afford there's better ways to use your money isn't there Elhoff there can be 
But again, you got to weigh the fact that rents are going up too. So it, it be, requires you have an analysis. And the other thing that you need to think about is, depending upon where you are in the homeowner market, are you at the entry level homeowner right. market, or are you mid entry level? Where are you? Because what I see is that those pr- homes at 500 to a million dollars are the ones that are probably going to be affected the most. And that's the, the people that are just trying to get started in the housing market. Yeah. And there's, and there's also, you know, a situation, there's a lot of people already own a home. So maybe they're thinking about getting into these for like a second property, maybe rental property. So there's just a lot to consider. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it, and what people need to do is really need to have their entire financial picture. So many times people think, particularly if they get a little money in their pocket and they're like, yeah, I've got money for a down payment or whatever. And, you know, we're so thinking as, as Americans, the only thing that we're raised to think about is putting money down on a home. Right. We're not trained to look at the entire financial picture and all the different ways that we can use our money and invest. It's more than just a home, right? So that's where you come in because you help people look at their entire financial picture, wherever they're at, what all their assets are and how to best use their assets, including money. Is this the, is this the right use for your money right now to buy this property? Where are you at? So tell everybody how they can, how they can get a hold of you and work with you. Okay. 619-548-0965. You can text me or call me. That's my cell phone, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. 619-548-0965. You can also spell out financialthoughtdoctor.com, and you can go to my website and get a lot of information there, videos, etc., explaining different uh, uh strategies that are out there for you folks to think about because most people aren't even thinking about it. No. They're, they're, they're going along with what's being said in the media and they're not thinking about their own situation. They made decisions one at a time with different people that, under different conditions and they've never looked back at those decisions and those decisions they made many years ago are still affecting what's going to take place in the future. All right. Give your number out one more time. 619-548-0965. Thank you for being here, Financial Thought Doctor. All right. Okay. Take it Talk easy. You All right. You too. Bye. Now, you guys take a little tiny break with us, and then we're going to be back on the other side, so don't you go anywhere. What is the, What is Michigan hiding from the parents with something called Proposal 3? We're going to share that with you when we come back. Don't go away. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, and congratulations, Atlanta Braves fans, winning tonight's game, the series. I know our esteemed general manager is very happy. Absolutely. Congratulations to you, esteemed general manager, for your Atlanta Braves. The series tied is tied at one-to-one. So um, it, we st- we are at the bottom of the fifth right now in, C- in the San Diego Padres versus the L.A. Dodgers, and it's still 3-3. Three to three. So interesting, tight game there. Should be exciting, and we're going to keep our eyes peeled for that. We might even have somebody calling in like a sports reporter. We might actually be legit enough to have somebody call in. Roving reporter. Roving reporter. Okay. Um, speaking of reports, uh, uh, there's just so much. It's hard to... 
there's so much breaking news every day in this country. It's like shock and awe of, quite frankly, bad news. What's going on in the left's attempt to use every aspect of our society against us? Um, that it's it's almost hard to believe that it's been an hour and a half into the show before I got to this story, but I didn't want to want to miss it because. Um, and but it's kind of tied in to the theme of the night, which is um, the suppression, the, the how the left is using the tools from our court system, the banking institutions, National Institute of Health and the CDC to take our rights away from us, to oppress us, to uh, force us to submit to government tyranny. That's what's frustrating, Andrea. The, the Dems use every tool at their disposal. But yet on our side, the people that are supposed to be fighting for us. They don't do that. They don't. There's there's no institution that's fighting for us. The Republican Party is as as somebody said. I heard the other day. I don't remember who it was. Said the Republican Party, and this is this is at the top leadership levels. There's good people, you know, in the Republican Party, like Congressman Andy Biggs. Uh, you know, got some good people here in the Republican Party here in San Diego County that I know that are fighting hard. Um, but at, at the leadership level, it's like this person said the other day that Republican Party and the conservative movement is really being led by losers, cowards, and grifters. You know what I heard today? Why didn't isn't what Gabbard said? That should be coming from Kevin McCarthy. Right. But even she didn't go far enough. Did she no. mention? No. She didn't once. She, you're right. But she went farther than Republicans are. But she did not mention children. She didn't mention the assault on our children. The, what is happening to our children, the abuse, and it's not the worst kind of abuse that's happening in this country to our children, the sexual abuse happening in Encinitas. There was a, a school board meeting last night because of a drag show that was organized by a 21 and up San Francisco gay bar and it, it was was organized with, let me see, um, uh, but I've got to stick to my my topic that I wanted to get into um, this hour that it has to do with the theme, but it also has to do with the FBI. Um, this fam- quote family fend- friendly drag show in Encinitas School Encinitas Union School District was sponsored by a San Francisco quote gender reassignment surgery center and a twenty one plus gay nightclub. Where's the Republican Party? Where is the Department of Education? Where is the Catholic Church? Where is the Southern Baptist Convention? There is not one institution that is. Where is the American Medical Association? Where is the American Pediatrics Association? Yeah, you would think at least the church would be standing up, but there are even some levels of corruption there. Well, there's not a mention of it. Has the Pope come out and talked about this? Has the FBI and the Department of Justice launched any investigations? No. We're, we're watching in video children being sexually abused because when you're a grown man, scantily clad, gyrating in front of a child and letting a kid put money in your G-string, you're sexually abusing a child. That's what that is. No, meanwhile, the FBI is just continuing to stalk and search and see what uh, domestic violence extremist, a.k.a. MAGA, uh, you know, groups out there that they can persecute and prosecute. Um, here, there's an update on the story that had to do with going back to the Trump administration and the Russian collusion hoax. Who was colluding with Russia? The Hillary Clinton campaign, the DNC, the FBI and the DOJ. There was a trial that's taking place against Igor Danchenko and the first and Igor Danchenko was a part of the uh, came about the Durham investigation. Durham was assigned by Bill Barr. 
Durham was supposed to do an investigation and hold accountable those in the U.S. government that, you know, illegally spied on Americans and, and all that stuff. Of course, nobody's been held accountable. Um, you know, um, uh, Attorney Sussman, Kleinsmith, those that actually lied to the FISA court, still have their law licenses. Nobody's paid any price. The only person that's being tried is Igor Danchenko who was a part of the Steele dossier business. And the first witness in the trial admitted that the FBI offered Christopher Steele. Remember, Christopher Steele was hired by Perkins Coy, which was hired by Hillary Clinton campaign to come up with some information that he could use, that they could use against Donald Trump. And they used the dossier as part of their lie to go to the FISA courts. They pretended that it was valid. They pre- pretended they had vetted it. They they withheld the information that it came from Hillary Clinton. We found out in the trial yesterday that the FBI actually offered Christopher Steele, a foreign agent, $1 million to corroborate the dossier. They were taking taxpayer dollars to try to get goods on Donald Trump. Think about that. The FBI. This is the, uh, the FBI Federal Bureau of Investigation is supposed to be following up crimes for which they've seen probable cause. You know, kind of like the uh Dr. Nasser that was sexually assaulting all the U.S. Olympic gymnasts and the FBI buried the story and put it in a drawer and didn't follow up on it and girls continue to be sexually assaulted because they've been too busy in the last four years offering money to people to come up with opposition research and, and, and create lies against Donald Trump so that they could launch coup attempts against him and try to stop him from running for re-election. The FBI serves as nothing at this point, as Tom DeBacaro said on the show and wrote in his op-ed, the entire purpose of the Federal Bureau of Investigation at this point is to control the outcome of, of elections, whether it's by cooking up phony fednapping plots, whether it's by terrorizing Americans in their home with SWAT, you know, raids. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Interesting announcement here. Just thought I should let you guys know. I have yet to have anything pumpkin spice. And we're into October. I've had nothing pumpkin spice yet. First of all, what is wrong with you? I know. (laughs) Come on, my fellow sister coffee lover. (laughs) I know. I was just checking food out on Instagram. You know, I had my first pumpkin spice, I think, the last week of September. Oh, wow. You're ahead of the game, man. I look forward to it every Mm. year. I promise you tomorrow I'm going to have me some pumpkin spice. All right, quickly going to go to the phones. Francisca's on the line, and she wants to talk about some medical tyranny. Hello, Francisca. Hi. So um, here I am always with, with my ideas. It's just what it ha- when it happens to me, then I don't know what to do because um, I am um, fighting for my rights and opened my mouth and I said, you know, they want, my doctor wanted to take take a picture of me without even asking me. I just saw the camera and so I turn around and I go, what is this camera for? Oh, to take a picture. And I say, you cannot take a picture without asking me. And what do you want a picture for? Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, you, you, if you want to be taken care of by long distance, you have to 
we have to have a picture. I said, first of all, you should not be cheating. You have to have a patient in the room to touch and feel and see and all these things. And you cannot see it because you've been treating me for two years without even seeing me. So I said, no, I'll go. I'll come over in person. So then he, she said, oh, give me your ID. I give her my driving license. Give her my driving license driver driving license uh-huh. and then she wanted to take a picture make a copy and I said you're still going to take a picture and you said no I said that's cheating you cannot behave like that so then they said wear a mask and I said why do I wear a mask if you know CDC already said no mask you know Biden said no mask what why you have the doctor office what's the reason and they said well because and I said give it to me in writing so they it's, they did give me in writing, but they had already said that there are no mask. Well, they took me that day, and then they sent me a, a letter saying that goodbye, go. Wow. You're so unhappy, go and get another doctor. So now I don't know who, but doctor to go where they see wearing a mask. And I try to uh, you know give them the point. If the doctor has a power to put a piece of thing on your face just because he says so. You know, then he can give an inoculation that is calling a vaccine when the vaccine does not uh, immunize you. So if we don't fight like that, mm-hmm. you know, and the question is, like, a, this is my second time, I actually. I, 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 I want to know how to solve the problem because I'm sick and tired of, yeah. you know, complaining, complaining. Well, so thank you. for Yeah. Where do I go? Well, the thing is, is that we needed to be pushing back for patients bill of rights and for get our power back from the medical community back. And we had a chance to repeal in place Obamacare. Really. We, um, we we lost our control of the medical system um, as soon as uh, uh, it's complicated. But you know the when it when insurance became a part years ago, going back into World War II time is when I think it started. You know there used to be a time where we didn't have medical insurance. If we needed to go see a doctor, we went and paid out of pocket, and because it was kind of like going to see anybody, we had we had power in the situation as the patient because we were the consumer paying. And then we need then we started needing insurance in this country, so we were told, and so then insurance became a part of our employment situation, and therefore we then the prices of what was happening in the insurance was kept from us and um, we we've because it was then uh, taken out of our control out of the free market instead of it being a part of the free market instead of it being consumer based all the control began amassed part of the government the government got involved in our health care system by getting involved in our insurance and then as soon as you have it have the government involved in anything then you lose control and we lost control of our health care therefore lost control over our bodies when it comes to medicine a long time ago and it got ramped up under Obamacare which was nothing but a socialist income redistribution scheme as a way for the government to control get between us and our doctor when Sarah Palin said Obamacare had death panels it was true and then now through COVID now we've got the medical system completely corrupted where doctors are are, you know on board with mutilating children and on board with us being jabbed with a substance that's killing people and there is not an easy solution Francisca what we need is being electing we need to elect people into office that are going to repeal and replace Obamacare that are going to give the uh, get rid of this insurance industry the way it, it, it exists go back to the free market and give the power 
power back to the patient. And so really, we've got a long road ahead of us. We've got to be speaking out and we've got to be, when was the last time you heard anybody even talk about insurance as a part of the midterm elections? Nobody's really talking about it, right? But and yes, so it, it's all t- so we but we need a patient's bill of rights. And this is something I'm glad you brought this up because this is something we need to be talking about. And it's the perfect time to do it. Right. Because you look at the way we now know the truth about these shots, how many people are dying from it, the myocarditis, what it's doing to us. And there's no excuse. We know the masks don't work. We know that the shots don't work and there's no doctor out there. Instead of instead of doctors like Simone Gold losing her license, we need to have any quack that tries to shove a mask on somebody or a shot in somebody's arm. They're the ones who need to lose their license. But what we don't have is we don't have elected officials making that happen for us. Thank you for calling, Francisca, because I'm going to okay. continue to talk about this a lot now that you called. Francisca is so you. right. Thank you. Thank She's you. so right, Skins. We're, you know, this is an aspect in terms of what's the one institution that's probably doing the most damage to us right now, it's probably our medical community. Because would the lefties have the power that they have over the trans community if they didn't have doctors willing to to mutilate children? Right? Would the CDC and Fauci have the power over us if they didn't have doctors and hospitals willing to kill us for money? I think at the beginning, Andrea, it's the doctors in the hospitals that should have stood up to, to all yes. of this and said, you know what? Yes. We're doctors. That's we, right. We, we know this stuff and something's not adding up here. That's right. Not enough doctors were willing to live by their Hippocratic oath and say, I'm not doing this to my patients and I'm willing to lose my license as a result. Going to take a break. Thank you for calling in, Francisca. 888-344-1170. Do you have an idea for how we can get our power back and stop the medical abuse of American citizens? Patience, 888-344-1170. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. (laughs) It'll be here better than before. Okay, yesterday is gone. Yesterday is gone. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> and listen, full stop, it is gone. Never yeah. get tired of that. No. <laughs> um, okay, do you have a baseball update for I us, I do. Uh, I was going to have a roving reporter, my son, actually call in, but uh, because of the score, he's not. Bottom of the sixth inning, Dodgers are at bat with a runner on first and a runner on third base, and currently it's Padres four, Dodgers three. How many outs so far for the Dodgers uh, in this Currently, inning? right now, there are no outs. Okay, so there's plenty of time. Plenty of time. So we got how many minutes left in the show? Uh, about six minutes got left, so it could be all tied or the Dodgers could go ahead. Okay. Um Hmm. How should we wrap up the show? Should we talk about, you know what? I'm going to end. I was going to play some clips from Tulsi Gabbard, but I, you know what I think I want to talk about? We can save those maybe for tomorrow um, because it is good to follow up in terms of what she's doing. No, yeah. You, yeah. you know what? We'll go ahead and do that. Should we talk about Tulsi Gabbard or Fetterman? Hmm. No, you know what? For me, I, I let's, let's save Fetterman. We'll for save tomorrow. Fetterman it's, tomorrow. It's, it's hard because we've got some. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff happening in the midterm elections, but um, I, you know, I, we celebrated Tulsi Gabbard. I don't want to say celebrated. We were pleased to hear what she good. said yesterday. Her statement was great. I'm always happy to see a Democrat leave the Democrat Party, but I have questions, 
right? I had questions. I I don't trust anybody at this point because any politician, you know, I'm from, I believe in actions, not words. I'm into biting. I'm not into barking. Somebody that's continued to stay with the Democrat Party this long, particularly what's been going on in the last year and a half, I'm suspicious. But you know what? At whatever point they want to leave, good. But she, she didn't go far enough in her statement. And I wanted to hear more about her reasons for leaving and where was she going? Because she didn't say, I'm going to the Republican Party and here's what I'm about. Um, and then um, she actually did endorse a Republican today and she's endorsed, she endorsed Joe Kent. Let's play clip three. President Biden, Pelosi and Perez's policies of open borders have led to a crime and drug epidemic that's killing people and making us less safe. My friend Joe Kent is a fighter. He's dedicated his life to ensuring the safety, security and freedom of the American people and our country. With your vote, Joe's going to go to Washington and work tirelessly to secure the border and bring you and your loved ones peace of mind. What's really interesting um, is that, I mean, clearly this this was a commercial that was already taped. The statement that she made yesterday, this this has been planned for a while. This is one of the things that jumps out at me today is that this has been planned. And I think that the Twitter uh, video that she did was only a minute long. And it was and I think it was meant to do what it did, which is go go in far enough with the Democrats to make a super strong statement. But it was short enough. She didn't go deeper because it was short enough to be really impactful. Sometimes when you go on too long, um, it's it's problematic. I'm still not here to say that I'm Team Tulsi. Um, because I don't think that you, um, uh, I still want to know where she's going. I still want to know. Yeah. Well, ultimately do I completely trust her? No, but will I be glad to have her on my side right now? Sure. Why not? Why not? It's kind of like when back and when Debbie, I think, was running for reelection and the Democrat from Georgia spoke at the Republican National Convention. I can't remember what his name was. He's passed away. Um, he was hilarious and, you know, Hey, I'm happy, you know, and here's the thing. I'm going to continue trust, but verify. Actually, I don't even trust her at this point, but it was Reagan who said trust, but verify. I'll believe her and take her at her word, but I I need to see actions. I'm not just going to go. Um, I'm not going to herald her as a hero. Um, I want to see more about what she's about, but we can't say as Republicans, what's the point of using our tools, as I said, and using our voice to try to reach people and bring them to the Republican Party if we're not going to welcome them when they come. But I'm going to still question her and her veracity and her beliefs. And but it and then and, and continuing her media tour. I don't know if we have time to play it. I'm not sure that we do. Um, but she actually was on Joe Rogan and she taught she went there. She said, um, she basically said that if you go against Hillary Clinton, you're dead. Now, I'm not sure if she meant Vince Foster level dead. <laughs> but we've heard the stories. We've heard the stories. Or if she just means, you know, metaphorically dead as though you've got no career going forward. Um, so she's she's continuing to go hard. So she, and, and right now. When we're looking at these midterms, any help that we can get to push a Republican over over the, the victory we'll line, I'll take it. Because we have never, I was asked about this today, oh, we're, here we are back again with some candidates having to hold our nose. How do you feel I was asked about the lesser of two evils? I was like, here's my response. We have more MAGA candidates running at every level of office than we've ever had before and if i have to hold my nose and take some rhinos in order to maximize the benefit of those maga candidates when they get in i'm here for it i'm here for it and we will be back for it tomorrow night 6 p.m pacific time thanks for being here peace out
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.